0: Welcome back to another episode of Ella Marie TV. This episode was previously recorded for my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Ella Marie Terebi, This is part two of my interview with Paper Pat, known for his videos on TikTok, as he teaches English in Japan to young students in kindergarten about what it is to be black, what it is to teach English in Japan. Part one and part three are also available And
1: I hope that you enjoy listening to Patrick's story. Um, Mm -hmm, So shifting to, you know, as much as you love it, what is sort of the hardest part,
0: right? What is the toughest part about teaching abroad um, in Japan and in Asia in general?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely the language barrier. That's Mm -hmm. a huge, huge thing. Um, obviously i'm teaching english so there's english in the classroom but there are times that the kids don't understand what i'm saying right. um no matter how simple i try to break things down some things mm-hmm. they just won't get unless it's spoken to them it's explained to them in their language um and being that you know in in this like immersion type of class you can't Really speak Japanese, right. um, which I mean, I kind of do sometimes, <laughs> just That's a little the, bit in the video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you start, um, and then they're
0: like, "Mr. Patrick, Mr. Patrick, no Japanese." Right?
2: They're they're quick to get on you about that. <laughs> um, but it's still it it it's hard to to really explain something, some concepts to them, and so, um. That, that can be a bit difficult. I wouldn't say it's a huge, huge difficulty, but it, it's one thing. Yeah. But in terms of living here, like just in general, going out, going grocery shopping, going to this place, that place, you're going to run into situations where you can't really express what you want. You can't ask what you're trying to mm-hmm. ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you can't, You know, you can't get your point across and you can't understand what people are trying to say to you Mm. when they're answering your attempt at a question, you know. Um, And so Google Translate comes in handy. Yeah. Mm. Um, And it's. If you have Japanese friends who are around to help you, that's also obviously a very big help. But sometimes you don't have japanese friends around to help you yeah in fact often for me when i first moved to tokyo the first few months i didn't know anybody here i knew mm-hmm. a few people who had moved mm-hmm. here from from sendai but i moved right when the corona situation got pretty bad in tokyo um which i mean bad for tokyo is like amazing for the us
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: it's y'all struggling over there
0: okay
1: well <laughs>
2: no no offense no shade <laughs> um but uh because of that yeah i wasn't able to like really go out and like try to make friends or even see the friends who had moved here before me so it was pretty lonely and so i didn't have people to kind of help when i did need help besides my my company they they helped with a lot of things but um yeah there's difficulties with a language barrier for sure
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But that comes, I mean, that, that gets a bit easier with time. Obviously, you study the language as much as you can. Um, and you find ways in the classroom, you find ways to really help the students understand stuff, whether it be trying to show them a picture on your phone.
1: Right. Which
2: in my, my case leads to kids being like, oh, show you, show okay. you, because I, I'm used to saying, okay, I'm going to show you the picture on my phone. And they just, it, it's just an endless cycle.
0: For those that don't know, Shoyu is Japanese for soy sauce. So that also is kind of like it's like a pun kind of thing that they
2: Yeah. <laughs> they love it. They yeah. love that fun
1: Yeah.
2: Um and so yeah, with technology being what it is, that's super helpful. Um and so there there are ways you can get around. And in Japan, like there are a lot a lot of English signs. Okay. Um there's there are things to help you. There's like announcements in Japanese and then there'll be a second one in English explaining the same thing. Um, which is really helpful.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I would say in terms of also living in Japan, like it's it's difficult. It's it's very difficult to make like good Japanese friends.
1: Mm, yeah, you know what I mean
2: But like not like you can make bad Japanese friends, but not good ones. Like I just mean like like people you're close to, like really close Japanese mm-hmm. friends, because Japanese people tend to be a bit more not standoffish, but like they're more reserved and they don't they don't open up. Yeah. as easily yeah. um, as like an American would. Um, you know, we, we meet someone and we tell them our first name like immediately. But in, <laughs> in in Japan, like it I don't know if this is actually true or not. I've heard from a Japanese person that like when you're meeting someone, when Japanese people meet each other, they don't share their names yeah. initially. Like they talk for a bit and then they eventually get to the point where they share their names. Mm-hmm. Um as opposed to Americans, right. where that's the first thing you say. Um and so that I've been able to like meet Japanese people and, you know, we exchange contact information um, and we'll talk a bit maybe through texting. And then, you know, a couple of days go by and I never hear from them again. Mm. Um, so I have to message them again. And it's, it just kind of like fizzles out. The, the relationship kind of fizzles out. Fizzles out <laughs> sorry. Um, and so I have made a few friends who are more westernized and they're used to yeah. that, like, Flow of communication that we have in the U.S. That's yep. more just like natural for us, mm-hmm. um, and so I've been able to maintain those relationships a bit better. But with um, people who maybe haven't experienced that, it is a bit difficult mm-hmm. to to make friends with them. Um, and so that that also can lead to some loneliness if you're in a new place mm-hmm. um, and you don't you don't know anybody. Yeah. Um, my school in Sendai, I had my sister there. that Uh, little bit of time that she was there before moving back but also my school had a very large group of american english teachers Uh, and so we would we would always do things together which was both a pro and a con it was it was good because we had a community there um, but also a con because it was an english bubble and so it was it was difficult to learn japanese during those first five years in Sendai, I I did not improve in my Japanese skills very much. The first two years I took a class, like a very basic Japanese class and um, kind of got some of the foundations down. And then from from that point on, I became busier with work. That was another big thing. I got really busy with my job and got more responsibilities, but also there's just like a huge English bubble. And so my Japanese kind of just plateaued. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to move to a new school um, here in Tokyo. And so I'm able to, like, take classes now, and I I enjoy learning the language. Um, But it can be difficult um, if you don't have that community of people to do things with, whether they're Japanese or American or or wherever, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I would say in terms of, like, teaching, (laughs) it's difficult um, when your, your culture just doesn't always, I mean, it's obviously different. My culture is different than Japanese culture. So there are things that are normal for the kids to do and, and like mm. different expressions they have, different sounds they make, different gestures that I'm just like, what, what does this mean? What is this?
1: Right. And
2: then I do something and the kids are like, what? what is that? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's like super difficult, but it's, it's something that's it. You get used to over time, but it's, it is something to get used to.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it's, it's more so just funny. I think it makes me laugh when yeah, you have those moments. Yeah. The different like, like
0: cultural nuances that happen or like different cultural things. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really interesting that that's how they do that. Right. Or like, I, one of my favorite was like, when you want to call somebody over, you do like this, right. You <laughs> yes. like second them over <laughs> yeah. like that, right. Um, but right. you would be like, Hey, like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, whatever, you know, and like that. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay, exactly. It's always interesting to learn those different those different things and see how they use them. I think everything yeah. everything you said is definitely things that anyone will experience when they go teach abroad, right? And especially in Japan, there's yes. there's just sort of this concept of us versus them, tatemaya versus honne, right? And a lot of yes. times, a lot of the tatemaya, which is what's known as sort of your front forward um, mm-hmm. facing, if you will, for right now, we'll say that, and then mm-hmm. is sort of your inward real feelings, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Takes a lot for you to get to a Japanese person's whole net, right? Um, It really does take time. Um, Time is really the biggest thing, right? I was in Japan for two years, and then when I told them I was leaving, it was like, oh, we gotta gotta be friends, we gotta do all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, "Oh, (laughs) I wish we could. But it took it took about two took, years for them to feel comfortable enough um, to mm, go mm. out to do things and stuff like that. So yeah. definitely time is, is the biggest part with that, but it, you know, it can,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it can feel like it takes forever
2: um, to get to, yeah. to get that point. Right. I forgot to mention too, um, being black in Japan <laughs> is not a difficulty, but it leads to a whole, whole, whole lot of um just, well, you know, stairs. People be staring all the time. Like they never stop. The stairs never stop. Um, one of the, not one of the most common things, but sometimes people will ask me on Instagram or TikTok, like, "How do you deal with all the staring?" Um, and I'm like, honestly, I wish I wish I could say you just get used to it because you. I mean, some people do just get used to it, but like me being a really self conscious person, mm. I, I do. Kind of get used to it, but there are moments when it, like, I don't know, that that, um, I guess that awareness of the fact that people are staring kind of spikes up, and I'm like, oh no, everyone's staring at me because yeah. I don't know, they think I'm dirty, or they right. some, my hair's something sticking up in some place, or something's caught in my hair, or you know, I don't know what. Um, and so I get kind of self conscious in those moments when it kind of spikes. Um, and if I but were,
0: you're fairly it, tall, correct.
2: Yeah, I'm six foot so that, two. Yeah, so yes, I that also, stand over yeah. Also, Alden.
0: that's also gonna bring some stares.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: And so I just have to constantly remind myself. Okay, they're not staring at you because they dislike you or because they think you're crazy looking or something. Mm-hmm. They're staring because they're they're surprised, which is generally what what the reason is. Yeah. There are some people yes. um, who maybe are racist or just would not. they they don't like foreigners being in the country, you know, those kind of usually the older generation. um, is kind of more like that. But uh, I would, no one's told me to my face, (laughs) get out of the country. I've had some foreign friends who have said that's happened to them. It's never happened to me before. But um, um, so while I'm sure there are some people who feel that way when they see me, and that might be why they stare. I'm very sure like 95% of the people who are staring are just, surprised yeah. slash interested yeah but it can it can get to you so that that is yeah. one like i guess difficulty too one
0: of the things that used to get to me was going to the grocery store i was like paralyzed i like it took oh. me a lot to like build up the courage to like go to the grocery because i lived in a smaller <laughs> town in the countryside oh, okay so,
1: like, the chance
0: running into your students or the teachers. Or like <laughs> I had heard stories about, like if you crossed the street the wrong way and the principal saw it, they would tell you the next day and stuff like that. No.
2: Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh
0: so no. Wow. <laughs> you had to be a little bit, a little bit more careful about how you moved, but it it definitely could get mm. to a to a sort of paralyzing thing. So I definitely understand that, and yeah, it takes a little getting used to. It, but then sometimes just like stare back at them, just be like, "Can I?" Help?
2: Yep. Which exactly. is definitely what I do.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, can I help you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is, that sort of segues um, into sort of my next question. It's sort of a little bit beyond the TikToks, right? Going a little bit deeper. And there was a Metropolis article um, that you did, Tokyo mm-hmm. Metropolis. Um, yeah. magazine, right. Where you talked about, you're sort of using your platform the way you use it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And you're using it to change <clears throat> narratives, right? You're using it to change the schemas, that Japanese people mm. have in their head about Black Americans or about Americans in general, right? When mm-hmm. did you know or sort of decide that you were going to use your platform that way? Was it sort of like from the beginning, you were like, all right, I'm going to use humor to translate these situations or was it like it naturally started to come about? And, you know, I know, of course, mm-hmm. a lot of things happened in June with the death of George Floyd and stuff like that. And that probably brought a lot of attention to things. So talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit about how you decided to use your platform that
1: way. mm
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess when I started TikTok back in October of 2019, um, it was kind of just like a casual startup. A friend of mine was like, "Hey, you should do TikTok because I like dancing, and I had created a bunch of little dances for my school in Sendai to do for the kids to learn." Um, and she's like, "You should dance on TikTok. You love dancing. You could actually like do do yeah. well on TikTok." And I was like, "Eh, maybe." And so I I started one and I initially was just doing like dances it wasn't anything like I never intended to be speaking about these kinds of issues or like bringing light to these issues Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um or these like conversations Mm -hmm. um but then as time went on and I I um I made a few skits about my skin color there was one really early on like maybe when I make that it was probably January of this year so I'd only had tiktok for a few months at that point um and it was like a little skit about my students trying to figure out why i'm brown so they're like suggesting these different different um reasons why i'm brown and and then the american kid or the bilingual kid like gets it right and um it's supposed to be kind of funny and that one did really well that was one of the most viral tiktoks that i had at that point um and a lot of people were like, oh, I've had this experience too. Or like that's so. a lot of black Americans were like, they really think that they don't, they don't really, they actually don't know why. Like, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And so it just showed me a lot of people, um, a lot of Americans are very curious about how Japan works and what the people think. Um and then there were some comments of not many, but a few comments from like Japanese people being like, mm-hmm. Oh, I had a, a black teacher when I was a kid too, and I had this same these same questions in, in class with him or her or whatever, you know. Um, I would say so that was like kind of kind of like when I I guess started to not like change gears and make my content more about that, mm-hmm. but um that was when I first sort of realized that there are people who are really curious about this stuff who, mm-hmm. from both sides, like Japanese people who expressed um, interest in in why exactly we're brown.
1: Right.
2: Um, and Americans who are curious as to why Japanese people don't know why I'm brown. <laughs>
1: right.
2: um, and then in, yeah, it was May or June, um, that I started to make more skits about, like i made one about my hair Mm -hmm. and how students think my hair is a wig. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not a wig. I promise you, it's not a wig. Um, And people loved it. People thought it was really funny um, because it was just so shocking to them that the students wouldn't understand that. Um, And then I made a video in June about the uh, George Floyd um, murder and I, I remember I was kind of hesitant to make it because um, most of my audience is um, America. Like the majority of my followers are from the U.S. Um, and I'd seen so many TikToks made by other black TikTokers about the, the, um, the situation.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I, I mean, I felt the same as them. And I just kind of was like, I don't really know if there's a point in me making a video because I would just say the same thing that everyone else is saying. Um so I don't really need to speak up about this because I think mm-hmm. almost all black americans feel the same right
1: mm-hmm. but then a
2: few people were like we'd love to hear your thoughts on this patrick can you please make a video about it and i was like you know i guess that's it's that's, that's a good point like people would like to hear my thoughts i have a decent amount of followers like even if i feel the same as everybody else it's important to lend my voice to this conversation mm-hmm. and so i made one saying like it, you know this was horrible and i I um what did I say? I think I don't remember exactly what I said, but basically I was condemning what happened and um and I was calling for change in America, I think. Um and there were there were a few Japanese people who commented on it um who were like, this is interesting, like what what is what is this situation about? And not too long after that there was that NH I don't know if you know about the NHK little of course, unf-
0: is, a, is a good friend of mine. So yeah, I definitely I know about that. I saw about that and stuff
2: like that. But. Yeah. Uh, it was it was awful. It was like a little for those watching, a little short animation about why black Americans were protesting. And what was it? They they said the reason was um because of the money or the the yeah, the disparity between like white people and black people and, and corona was it or something something like that i don't remember
0: they also like drew these terrible like
2: yes caricatures. the caricatures
0: yeah of people and it was just the black people were like super bulky and like mm-hmm. rough and like looking and, like, like
1: yeah like yeah it was awful i it
0: was, I don't it was know who approved that or thought that in any way that that would be a good idea but i remember seeing Baye post about it and i was just like oh no 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 <laughs> like, y'all are going down
2: <laughs> yeah people were not i mean i don't know about japanese people but a lot of foreign people in japan were upset about it um and i was i was annoyed because that's that was the message being put out to the japanese people who are very ignorant about this type of stuff a lot of them um But I think they made some sort of apology later. They took it down and made, like, an apology. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's still, it just, in this day and age, for something like that to get approved in a country like Japan was just, like, it was surprising and it wasn't. Um, And that's a whole Mm -hmm. conversation, right? But, like, the media in Japan and where they choose to play ignorant and where they choose to be very informed, right? So, like, what's happening right now with how they're blaming foreigners for the rise in Corona cases and it's like mm-hmm. you all had go to travel and go to eat and y'all were encouraged. Exactly. And you're not letting any foreigners in. So how is it how is it their fault? <laughs>
2: exactly. Ooh, sorry. Yep.
0: I, I will go on a rant, but
2: you know what I, mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You know yep. I mean. Ooh. These conversations happen at work all the time. <laughs> That's yep. all we talk about these days.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah.